If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, episode 127. Today, we're going to discuss the threat to real estate teams. We're going to get started with a new intro right now. New intro. To young Jesse, the new yeah, fucking right? intro gets me all hyped up. That was sweet. That was sweet. <laughs> if you were listening to that intro on audio, like if you're just yeah. listening to it on podcast, you need to go to the YouTube, our YouTube channel, the yeah. YouTube, the, um, the YouTube or the Facebook, the and just the only real estate podcast worth listening to. So look, episode 127, right? We are talking about the threat to real estate teams today. Defcon. Wait, one, uh, one. Yeah, yes. that's a, that one. It's I confusing. Know. I know. That was, I know. It's not five. That's no, five is low. Fine. Everything's oh, yeah. good. International relations are fine. Yeah, smooth sailing. Mm. Seems like a very strange. This is like one of those. It's like one of those things that somebody just decided a long time ago to make confusing. Like when you have, like when you don't have a disease, they tell you you're negative for it. Yeah, <laughs> not like this camera angle right here, just straight into just my straight ear, straight in your ear hole. Ear hole. Um, we won't use it. Too look, much. before we get started, um, this show is brought to you by our amazing sponsors, Mortgage Mike, Michael DeBacker, Big the best loan officer in Texas. By far. Voted by us three. Probably in the universe. And probably- it just happens to work in Texas. Yes, yes. So if you're needing a loan officer in Texas, he's got a cool new program that we're gonna be launching with him. Yeah. It's like Illuminati or something. I, yeah, yeah I, something like that. I, I sent but, back one of those yes, Illuminati yes. things. You're gonna want to Listen and be on the lookout for what's being launched with him. It's, yep. it's, it's, look, it's badass. So I'm going to tell you right now. So go to mortgagemikeoftexas.com and, and just go follow him, subscribe to him, go send him some deals right now. See how awesome he is because what he's going to be launching, I'm going to tell you it's game changer. Wait, wait, what's, what was our last word? Future, we're future <laughs> casting. Future casting. Future casting it's, mortgage we're, Mike. We're future casting the mortgage industry with him. Should we just, we need to ask him because he just texted us actually. Should we just like put his cell phone up there during these little two, spots? 281? Yeah, just be like, hey, shoot him a text. Yeah, I think see, we if should. We'll, see if you want to go get coffee or something. I like, think we should just spend cool all our time just. That's right. <laughs> Cracking coldies and sending out mortgage mics and number to strangers. <laughs> mortgage mic of Texas.com. Was it 281330? Dude, I don't even know my own fucking yeah, number. I sure you, know you already know that one. I had yeah. to type in my wife's phone number. 8004 is Mike Jones. Oh, oh, it oh is. Nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, I missed a bit. Yeah, Didn't it used to be yeah, recording when you called yeah, that? So, I should have yeah. been on it. I'm sorry. And look, the best property management company in all of Dallas Fort Worth, homewarddfw.com. Mm -hmm. Just yep. go there, check it out. Look, you got some 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 renters or some investors that are wanting to buy mm -hmm. rentals. 
send them to homeworddfw.com, be entered in to our referral contest. You need to go over to the only real estate group worth being a part of on Facebook so mm -hmm. that you can see what that contest is all about. Um, and then go to homeworddfw. We are going to be rolling that out, I think, tomorrow, our big old referral contest for the property management company. And Dana's doing an awesome job. Like our, 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 our we've actually, it's been super cool to see this thing grow. Um, and see a lot of happy customers and happy clients and, and build those relationships. But we're going to be building out a contest for all of our awesome agent partners. So I think we're going to be dropping that hopefully tomorrow. So go into the only real estate group worth being a part of and check that out for sure. You know what I'm realizing sitting here next to you guys, looking at your beautiful faces? Because both of you had like messy beards and shitty hair last time I saw you. And now you're both all clean cut and awesome. And I haven't been in like a month. Yeah. I am like the most scraggly is going on animal. This is so the, <laughs> dude, this is what happens when you like implement systems in your life and then the systems break. So like I used to look like this all the time right. and even worse, right? Like <laughs> trying to do my own beard and stuff. And so I just decided there's this place called Vita's right across the street. I'm just going to make an appointment for every three weeks at 10 AM yeah. every third Wednesday. Yeah. Right. I missed one. And now I'm on like a six week rotation <laughs> yeah, <they can>. and <laughs> look like a freaking animal. Yeah. There's white in my beard. I can't exposing my age beard. Like I'll go look at it. And then like the gray is always longer than, than the black hair. Yeah. And it just sticks out like all crazy. I have loved the older I've gotten, the more I've embraced my gray. What's yeah. happened to me is the sideburn side. I start getting really wide. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, bro, it just looks <laughs> fucking terrible. All right. <laughs> As we took a seven-minute intro on that one, the the threat to real estate teams, right? And something something that we've all kicked around, and we've been talking to a lot of people about is, and and we we kind of teased on it, and we did a little bit of a show last year about it, is that the threat to real estate teams is really not brokerages, right? Because no. there's a lot, including the one that I'm at, yeah. the brokerage I'm at talks about the the disruption sure right this is disrupting the real estate industry I'm like look it's really not they just came out with a better mousetrap to attract agents from from their other brokerages sure right so they did that with what revenue share and stock yep but how how did that dis what did that disrupt nothing really and i think that that's because when i say nothing it you know I, th I think it didn't disrupt anything meaningful in the sense that I have always said, and, and especially lately, that there's a fundamental disconnect between what what brokerages do and then what like real estate tech companies do, which is more direct to consumer. I always have thought that brokerages, in order to grow, actually have to be inherently self-serving in a way. And what I mean by that is we're, we're both at what you would call, you know, big brokerages or whatever, wide, wide, wide casted brokerages. And what they do differently than what I would say direct to consumer companies like, you know, the the big tech names like your Zillow's, your Redfin's, you know, whatever, um, is those companies are always trying to build better mousetraps to serve the consumer directly, whereas brokerages are inherently self-serving in a sense and almost uh, in a reverse fashion, meaning like brokerages are always trying to build more tools for the agents to go out and build their business, right? But then it's where I say it's self-serving is that, and we'll get into why this is a threat to real estate uh, teams, is brokerages have made an industry all about giving the agent, the individual business owner more tools but then also preaching to them through like coaching and training and this whole sort of real estate growth zeitgeist that we have about 
leveraging as much stuff as possible to keep you in dollar productive mode at all times. And those are two kind of two sides of the same coin, because if you're giving me tools and then I have to go figure out how to use them and I'm not the person who's the tool user, I should be the, I'm not the integrator, I should be the operator, I should be the person out there serving clients, then what you've actually done as a real estate broker is you're kind of fragmenting your value proposition across tens or 20s or hundreds of thousands of different agents, whereas the tech companies are going direct to consumer and they're just building a better consumer experience where brokerages are kind of self-serving is when they call like when they say it's disruption, you're only disrupting the other way that real estate brokerages have done business. You're not actually yeah. disrupting the real estate industry, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's what that's what brokers are trying to do. They're trying to disrupt the brokerage. And game. it doesn't help with with from anything I've seen in the brokerage world. It doesn't help agents get on better production. Well, no, because look, here's the thing is, and, and if you run a business, this isn't a knock, but you, you can only invest in the part of, of your business that makes the most sense. And for most brokers, especially in a capping model brokerage, their, their ability to invest in the agent stops where that agent stops becoming profitable for the office, yeah. right? So what is the incentive for the brokerage to take a $10 million producer and make niche systems for that very, those very, because again, we can all admit that doing $10 million a year is fucking awesome. And there's not a ton of people doing it. So why would the brokerages focus this focus yeah. resource and efforts to cater to people who have already paid the bills and at the end of the day, aren't going to make the brokerage any more money when they can focus on taking a $1 million producer, getting them to 2.2 or 2.3, whatever that cap number is. And they do that right? through, and the way they do that is then getting them to sign up for third-party coaching, sure. you know, services oh, or look, accountability, bro right? Broker so brokerages are amazing at leveraging the agents inside the brokerage for free labor. Yeah. Like they're good at that shit. Hey, you want to train a class? And the agent's like, oh my God, yeah. they love me. And it's like, you just trained a contract class. Like, so, yeah. And I don't you know want this to just turn into a brokerage brass fest, but we do got to be real on here that is a super yeah. widely used tactic it's, it's not super it's, relevant yeah it's not i don't, wouldn't call it bashing i would say that, like this is the realistic this is real man yeah. yeah this is real and that where the threat to to real estate teams are today right the real estate team was the complement to the brokerage yes right so you know you have a team that's up and running uh, up and coming and they're they're getting to 10 to 12 to 15 million and and you know keller williams is one that really really you know popularized popularized popular popularized yep. popularized yeah there yeah, you go close enough yeah, yeah. good enough. um the what was the, the one we did the other week i can't remember. you guys yeah, know what i'm talking about but yeah. that was a good one triology triology, triology. Yeah. <laughs> i totally forgot about that. um um but you know real estate teams yeah right because i know when I got in, you know, before I joined Keller Williams in 2007, the brokerage I was with before, they were running a, a husband and wife team, but it, you just didn't really see a lot of teams back then. Yeah. Right. And, and I come over to Keller Williams, there was a, some formation of team, but they weren't, they were kind of, it was loose. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the team started just popping up everywhere. Right. And so that was the compliment to the brokerage that you make your, your brokerage, you know, team friendly. Mm. And what do they do? They take on the new agent. The, the team trains them, puts accountability standards in place, um, gives them some leads, whatever's going to happen, and then hopefully increases their 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 odds of making it in sure. the industry and then making some money. And then maybe the agent leaves the team, but they still stay with the brokerage and mm -hmm. hopefully they've done well enough to to, you know, stay, you know, stay producing. Yeah, at least they, they retain them. Right. And and um I guess was, I can't remember now. I can't remember where I was going with that, but the, yeah, like the and again, I don't want to be the brokerage bashing or anything, but that that is where 
I think the big threat lies now is that the brokerage is that you go back years, that was kind of the natural progression is you went from in the industry itself, you went from kind of individual agents to small teams to mega teams to expansion teams. And that was all kind of on the brokerage path, meaning like that was what the brokerage kind of offered you was as far as a vision was, we're going to help you replicate and duplicate yourself through leverage to build this team. And then what sort of happens in a weird way is when that team hits a certain level, they're a little bit more self-contained. And now the brokers themselves, I wouldn't say they lose all value. That's that's not what I mean, but they they almost become competitors with the brokers themselves yes. in some ways. Like there are expansion teams out there that that are as big as most brokerages. When I think the brokerages haven't understand how to to really operate in a space to support that, right? They the brokerage is is has you know unfortunately you know fortunately and unfortunately now stays for that new agent, right? And and that mid grade agent maybe three to five million depending on the price point in the marketplace you're in. But if we even go back to to the the earlier days in real estate like probably the you know the 80s early 90s yeah. the brokerage like model years ago you know you didn't really have a capping real estate uh brokerage no. right and so so you know the brokerages were were making good money and that was the place that you could go get a phone system they probably they had the fax machine they had <laughs> they had good printers yeah. right and and they were providing more resources the the office space and everything else so they were providing resources to that individual mm-hmm. agent um and and helping support them and and lowering their cost. Yep. But as technology has now come in, right? Yeah. And and you know, real estate agents don't need the office as much. They don't need copiers. Yeah. They don't need the fax Digitization machines. has lowered you know? cost in and of itself. Yes, the, you know, the cell phone pretty much can run everything that you need to have. Yeah. Now brokerages did not a lot of brokerages did not stay, you know, weren't keeping up you know, up, up to date with everything. And they were still just, Oh, you come into the office. We've got, you know, we've got desk space. We've, we've got the copy machine still. Um, we have free coffee, whatever it is. Right. And so they just didn't keep up with the support level to help an agent truly grow a, a large business. They're a little bit behind what agents realized years ago is that your value proposition can't be information anymore right? Like brokerages have kind of failed to catch up with what agents now, it, it, at least savvy agents understand is like, if your value proposition is just, I have access to the homes and I can get you inside of that. Like that's not it anymore, right? Yeah. Like everybody has the internet, open door exists, right? Like getting into homes. Yeah. Like, here's the thing is, let's be super honest, right? Like you don't even have to have open door. Most of these agents can just call some other agent who's desperate or not agents. Most of these buyers can call some other agent who's desperate as shit who will go open a door for them with no buyer rep, yeah. no no agreement that they're going to work together and get in to see as many freaking homes as they want without ever committing to anybody. Like the consumer has figured out the end around to this and the brokerage is the last person to the table. And what they've, con- in my opinion, what they've continued to rely on is agents' lack of understanding of what an actual business looks like and the brokerage knows what the business looks like and they stand on top of that agent saying hey look what we're going to show you how to do and they will show you just show me a broker show me a major brokerage i believe there are small boutique brokers who probably do this right but show me a major brokerage who takes a 10 million dollar producer right and shows that 10 million dollar producer how to get to 20 million dollars based off things they are offering them already built in i just guarantee you it doesn't fucking exist but that was actually what i was gonna i, I was gonna bring that up a little earlier is like what an amazing thought exercise because we know 
between the three of us, we, we know thousands, thousands of real estate professionals. Do you know any really highly successful agent that either one, you would attribute their success to their brokerage above anything else, or you believe that if they were at a different brokerage would be less or more successful? Like, I don't really know. I, I will tell you right now, I, I, can, I, can, really I can walk through the doors of any brokerage and do exactly what I do. There's a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. now, now, could I do it without you? And this is what I made in a Facebook post yesterday. This is where the alignment part of it, and we are way off the subject of the actual title is fucking. No, like it. no, no, we're not. But, but I tell you why we're not in a minute. The, the alignment of it matters so much more, right? Like, I do not care. And I think Nick could probably say this, and anybody who's watching this who does units and has a real business, and I don't mean to knock anybody, but there's a difference between being a real estate agent and having a real estate business. Yes. You immediately realize, like, we could pick up Livian DFW and the people that exist in it and move it anywhere. And other than the fact that it's going to be a beat for people to have to learn new systems for probably yeah. about a month, right? It's going to slow everything down. There's no real breaks yeah, that are going to be hit. Very candidly, when, when you guys moved, other than the onboarding, did TGHT slow down one bit? Yeah, we've grown every single year. There, see, yeah. that's my point, right? Because, because you know why? Because you guys were going to grow wherever you were. Right. Yeah. You guys were going because what you're doing is you're in alignment with the right people. You've got the right people in the office. You've got your your agents and administrative staff and leadership all pointing in the same direction. You're insulated from all the other stuff. If anything, I would say the majority of brokerages spend a lot of time focusing on things that just aren't moving large teams forward, not because they don't want to. Most brokerages don't understand what it takes to move a large team forward is growing a big brochure and growing a big team. I fundamentally believe are not the same thing at all. Yeah. Right. So, so what I would say to what, what you are, what you're talking about is the threat to real estate teams is this platform model, right? That we've, we touched on it back, I think in early summer last year. I think yeah. Was, we talked was, about it a little while back. Yeah. Little it was definitely before. before October. So it was early summer last year. And I think, I bet you it was September. Yeah. September is when yeah. we, when, when it happened. Um, and if you go back to our September shows, whatever episodes those were in, mm -hmm. you can see us kind of talking about this platform model. And, and I mean, I'm going to put it out there that I don't really believe that agents care. They're not going to die on the sword to really be at a capping or 100% um, brokerage place if the services were there to help them grow their business, make the net that they're wanting to make, so the take-home dollars. Yep. Right. And have a leverage piece so they're not killing themselves with just working all the time. Yep. Right. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, you know, the whole reason that a the capping brokerage and the flat fee transactional brokerages happen is because the the agents felt that there was the value in the brokerage that that the services they were offering was going was lower and lower and lower sure. to help them grow their business. Yes. Yep. And I will say that the platform model with the growth that we're seeing is proven that so far, mm -hmm. right? Because platform models, you don't cap, yep. right? Platform model is like joining a real estate team just on a larger scale. Yep. Platform model helps agents and teams that, that join and associate with it. They can scale their business at a lower cost. Yep. A hundred percent. If you're talking about time efficiency and profitability, then that's a platform conversation. If you're talking about gross commissions and splits, you're having a very brokerage lower level conversation. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to knock on anybody. I, I believe everybody has to find what's right for them when it comes to those types of decisions. 
And every time I see an agent say like, I'm at hundred percent brokerage first off, no, you're not like, <laughs> like they wouldn't have a business if they made no yeah, money. Yeah. And secondarily, I would also question whether or not you have a real business or if you think you have a business and you just work for you, yeah. right? Like, like if you're to, if you're to hundred percent brokerage, I, they're not providing you a ton of value, right? They're not providing you with systems to get you into residual income that allows you to take a vacation every quarter for two weeks. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little, actually a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? Like you, you can say that doesn't matter, right. but I will, I will assure you of two things. As you get older and, and as you start making money, that time efficiency, and this is what I talk to people about, especially inside our model all the time. Like I'm not promising the world. What I am talking to you about though is I, I know a way to make you more efficient and more yeah. effective in what you're currently doing and pour gasoline on those things. And I bet you I got a couple ideas you haven't think, thought of either, right? Not because I have them, but because I'm part of a thought collective of elite level people who are moving nimbly, not part of a thought collective of a brokerage that can only move as fast as its slowest agent, yep. right? And that that in itself right there, if that's not valuable to you, then we may not be the right fit, right? You've just got a different business model that I don't know how to work with. A hundred percent. And that's like, there's so many jumping off points there, but the, I think the most, the way to kind of really dive into this a little deeper is I, I believe there are really two different types of real estate professionals or real estate agents, we should say. And one tends to either kind of stay put where they are and eventually kind of fizzle out of the business or become the other. And that is really the, the real estate agent and the real estate business owner, right? The real estate agent, this is actually why I think, you know, call them 100% or flat fee or whatever brokerages, um, you know, where they where their bread is really buttered is, you know, let's, this is not to be morbid, but let's just talk real stats. You know, pound for pound, their agents probably do less volume on a, on a year over year basis, right? right? This is an industry where 87% of agents don't make it a single year in this business, right? It's a difficult way to make a living. Um, well, in general, it's a difficult way to make a living, but it's even more difficult when when you you only do a few transactions a year, right? And so it seems more attractive to go to a flat fee or maybe a hundred percent commission model because you're you're retaining a little bit more of what you're doing, and they have a little bit I say a little bit they they they, they tend to have lower retention rates. Um, agents tend to 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 kind of bust out of the business at a higher rate from flat fee brokerages than anywhere else. And then two, what happens is if you do um, you know, succeed and and kind of become that real estate business owner and really build a business around yourself. What you start to realize is that one, you're never on a hundred percent commission, right? 
I, we always are, are transparent on this podcast. We closed almost one, we closed $107,828,000 in real estate last year. And I think we're running up just over 30% profitability. That is real numbers, right? That's what a real estate business at a large scale looks like. It's a business like anything else. You know who owns it less than 1% profitability? Walmart, right? Like that's, but they do a lot of volume, right? Um, and so I say that to say like, you're never on a hundred percent commission. If you are, it's probably because you're not doing a ton of volume. And look, this business isn't for everybody. That's why so many people kind of flame out. But then where the conversation morphs to kind of the biggest threat to teams in, in, it, in as it relates to the platform model is where the brokerage, I think, kind of gets lost in all this mix is the brokerage is sort of an umbrella, a parent company, but they also have to cater to they have to cater to the broadest demographic they possibly mm-hmm. can. And especially major brokerage, they include a lot of individual agents smaller amount of very large teams and a decent amount of, of people that are in the middle, right? And so to be able to provide the amount of leverage and resources and future opportunity to all those demographics is very, very difficult. Where platforms come into play is everything that large brokers always talk about, leverage, 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 stay in dollar productive mode and leverage yourself. What happens is when you start to build a large real estate business, this is what we deal with every single day, the leverage points that a brokerage can offer you tend to disappear because they don't speak to the problems and the pain points in your business anymore at all, right? Our biggest op- our biggest opportunities at, at, at scale now are in pretty much every persuasion of our business, we talk about removing human friction, meaning using more automation, better messaging sequences, like, and that goes down to lead generation levers, training, onboarding, coaching, like accountability standards, direct to consumer marketing. Like we try to use really, really high level systems, the same systems that Fortune 100 companies use, like the same stuff that Coke does, you know what I mean? To to just live in your brain right here, right? That's what we're trying to do and, and, and succeeding at doing on a platform level, right? And when you get to that point, the brokerage tends to take a little bit of a backseat to what the platform itself has to offer. And then you talk about, you know, what was the thing the the where everybody left their jobs, the great resignation? I call it's it still the, happening. It's still happening, right? Yeah, sorry. I call it, I call it the great consolidation, right? It happens in every single industry, right? Like in the 40s, when you went to buy a car, you used to finance it with somebody else. Can you imagine? Barely anybody does that anymore, right? Like when you used to, until what was it? It wasn't Dodd-Frank. What was the investment bank law? I Jesse, don't even know why you're looking at me. Banks, they used to not be able to do be investment banks and consumer banks, but then there was the law that they got, uh, Glass-Steagall Act. Uh, man, I hope I'm right. Just do Glass-Steagall Act. Anyway, right? <laughs> and so... Um, there we go. Glass Steagall. Glass Steagall. We're going to get this. Okay. And repeal it. Pause the thing. Markets. Yeah. Okay. Celebrating commercial. Celebrating. Co- yeah. Okay. And so you used to God only damn, be able dude. to be. <laughs> I like books. Um, <laughs> you know that. You used to. 1933 too. Dang. Um, you used to only either be able to be a commercial bank or an investment bank. You mm-hmm. couldn't serve uh, the public clients if you were an investment bank. You couldn't do both because of conflict of interest. That no longer is the case. Right. Um Pretty much every industry at at fruition eventually consolidates. And we will have that in the platform model in real estate, right? You will have the vertical integration of ancillary industries, your title, insurance, mortgage, things like that. And those will create more opportunity. When we talk about more opportunity, the opportunity for the real estate professional in the future is 
either to 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 start a platform, be a part of a platform, whatever. We talk about this great consolidation, the opportunity for the real estate professional in the future, and this will again morbidly wipe out a lot of people in this industry. We have too many realtors in this country. Like when the average real estate agent only sells like seven homes a year, that's not a great way to make a living. That that is a KPI right there. You can say we have too many. It's 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 an it's too much supply for not enough demand. Um, where the opportunities are in the future, about the same amount of homes are going to sell every single year. People die, people are born, and about the same amount of homes get sold every single year. Where the opportunity lies in the future is more leverage, more nimble business building, and ancillary opportunity from adjacent industries through vertical integration. That's what platforms can offer that I don't think brokerages have done a very good job of really leaning into. And I guess my one, that that I think is a huge opportunity. And two, like going back to the like the idea of brokerages and big box brokerages, especially, there are some big box brokerages out there, and I just thought of this, that don't have caps, and we can name a few of them. It and blows my mind. What I've always wondered is it makes sense why the big box brokerages with caps, the value becomes limited after you cap because you're only worth the cap to them. How does your like what more are you getting? The more you sell with the big box brokers that doesn't have a cap, what are they I'll, doing with that money? That needs to be our marketing efforts. What are they doing with that I do, money? <laughs> I do believe that some of them stay at some of those those brands because they a lot of those have good uh, relocation accounts. Sure. So yeah, a lot of the ones that I talk to that do big businesses referral fees. Is that they do. Massive yes. splits though. Yes. Well, like fifty. 50- Two percent or something. Yeah, it's like that. crazy. Yeah. So you're making forty eight. Yeah. And then you have to then pay your split with the brokerage, right? So you make it twenty five yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So the number one thing that that you know what Brian was saying, and look, I'm not with a platform, right? I run a real estate team, yeah. and I'm off, I'm with a you know uh, a brokerage that's the the disruptor, <laughs> right? And what I'm seeing is in a platform, what what I what I what I personally like about it, just outside looking in, and I get to look into y'all's business, is number one, and, and I talk with agents all the time on this, the number one thing that people are lacking is the integrator, Yep. right? Yeah. And, and, and if they are an integrator themselves, number two is what they're lacking is resources, yes. right? And so if you're lacking those two and you can integrate, but you don't want to spend the money or don't have the resources, well, you're not going to do anything. Well, and, and here's, and here's, I, I was actually talking to this because I, I was fortunate enough to sit down with two people at lunch today and talk kind of about our business a little bit. And, and I love being able to recap what's happened. The reason this is also so hard and so difficult to replicate is it's, and, and what personally at this table has been such a fortunate type of like stumbling type of process is I happen to, we all happen to be great friends with one of the greatest integrators that I think we all know when it comes to Jesse. like, the, the, yes, yeah. Jesse, Jesse. Who, like it when it comes to happen. business and at the beginning of he and I's journey, he was also willing to take a complete step back to allow it to work. And I think why a lot of people fail, especially on the team building side is a one, they're trying to do it by themselves, which I'm just telling you right now is impossible. If you look at almost every major team, there is either somebody right next to every major company, everyone there's, there's nobody like, dude, even Apple was a couple of fucking guys. Wikipedia is run by a guy named John (laughs) Wikipedia. How cool would that be though? (laughs) That would actually be pretty awesome. There's just, it's so hard to find people who are in alignment, who are willing to set aside their personal gain for a short period of time for the larger gain of everybody else. And, and, 
again, kudos to Brian, because that's what he, he and lady were willing to do was say, Hey, we're willing to take a step back while we build these things in order to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. So then we can move forward. That catapulted us forward, right? Had Brian stayed in production for that first year and we had to pay lady, honestly, what she's fucking worth <laughs> during that first year, it wouldn't look the same at all. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so much of that doesn't happen it has nothing to do with the brokerage, right? Yeah. It just doesn't happen to people in general. Where else are you going to find somebody else that you will buy into what you guys are doing to the point where saying, I'm in this for the long haul, especially when it's two successful individually producing agents who are making decent amount of money. They have to be at a certain pain point. It's just life. Life is too like it moves around too much and there's too many ways that a left turn turns into a right turn that you just don't have an opportunity to even start something like that very often. So much let's, let's succeed at let's it. Let's talk about something, right? Cause you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, mm, it sounds like a, you know, a, a certain company, you know, Homer, right. Which you guys should be a Homer of. Again, I'm not part of it, but what I look at, you guys, we ain't, yeah. we said it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but what I'll say is like, you guys posted your numbers yesterday, right? Just, and I could care less about the overall number. What right. Brian said, how much did the the agent make on your team? The gross commission was one hundred forty one thousand six hundred fifty one dollars. There you go. Pretty That's cool, the man. number one thing that needs to be talked about in a platform model because you go look at real estate teams, you go look at agents, individual, and they're the gross commission income is not close to six figures. And that growth aspect of that is what's really, really cool is because, and, and again, I don't want this to sound more, but this is a podcast that's supposed to empower people. Um, we also aren't going to feed you a bunch of bullshit. That number only goes up in the future. When, when we're talking about what real estate looks like in 10 years, the, the, Less agents, more teams. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just the business you're losing right now to somebody's cousin who happens to have a license. You're just not losing that business anymore. And so that number only continues to grow. So you said less agent, more teams. Let's paint a picture on this, right? As less agents happen, commission compression is happening, right? Technology is, is disrupting this, this industry, mm -hmm. right? It, it, this is real. So we're being disrupted. So less agents, less teams. The platforms take over. The platforms start gobbling up some of these great, these great teams, right? So the the there's a there's kind of either you're on board now, or if you wait too long, you may not have a seat on that bus to carve out your your opportunity because if the if the platforms start gaining enough ground, which more than likely they will because they have the resources to reinvest like Zillow can, right? You have the resources to reinvest. Yeah. And this isn't even just us talking. Like I, yeah. I'll talk about, you know, people that we even compete with. I'm terrible yeah, say, today. You, you can I mean, Google bro, place, bro, comma, Ben Kinney, comma, Goldman Sachs. No, and see what the hell we're talking about. Sarah Reynolds. Yeah, Sarah Reynolds. The Sarah Reynolds. Sarah Reynolds. She's team. here in this office now. Yes. Yeah, so you start looking at it. So we start painting this picture. And, and again, I'm going to say that we're going to go out on a limb again on this one. We've done pretty well about being right on what's going to happen in the future sure. so far. We're not just throwing shit out just to get people to listen and watch this, yeah. right? Um, you know, we were right, by the way, so far on the VR thing. I know. I posted in there. I posted on the last, on our last show or the VR show that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And on a new segment today, she's got her Oculus on. And it talks about yeah. working from home and in your VR workspace. Yep. Yep. Right. And next, we're probably going to talk about releasing some NFTs. Ah. So, but, 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 hold on. 
But Matt's we, brain just exploded. Yes, no, I'm I so know, excited about this now. But from that, we we can see that as the platforms take out, either you get on that bus and carve out your your opportunity right now to be a major player on that bus, yeah. right? Because you do that and you're like, all right, I'm sitting pretty. Or you're like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see what what's happening. I'm going to wait to see, um, you know, whether whether this is real. Yeah. I'm going to wait to see if I can build something like this on my own. I'm going to tell you, like, not not to. It's hard. It's right. Mega I've, hard. I've tried to do it on my own. We've done fairly well, but yeah. again, the hindrance that I have, right, is you have some integrators, but you don't have enough. Yep. Right. I know companies. I know companies that we're close with that have 15 people on software tech and coding yeah. that that are cr- are cranking out stuff and, and getting making major ground 100%. and so you you get on this bus now or you wait and and now you're kind of the low the low person on the totem yeah. pole i think i think some of this too is that we just live in a society where like everybody's like tries to make things look easier than it is right and so people are out there looking like oh i can do that let me tell you for all of you who watched my vlog with ryan serhant I don't know if you caught the part, but that guy has 14 people yeah. who just work in his content creation yeah. and like whatever the social media Everybody department. knows who that dude is because he has 14 yeah. people. Yeah, like I went up there <laughs> thinking we were going to be talking to a couple of dudes and Jesse and I could pinch some stuff from him and start replicating. 14, like, Bro. dude, like it's it's designed to look easier. It's, yes. it's not like it's, it's done on purpose or it's done through a lot of hard work. Uh, you, you talk about the platform thing. Dude, unless unless you're Stephen Cooley out in North Carolina doing yeah. 700 units a year, I'm just gonna be honest with you. You ain't expanding into shit. Yeah. Like because here's the deal: is nobody. I will always be the guy who goes rogue on this show and call people out. The reality is, unless you are doing big things with big influence, why the fuck would anybody join you in the first place? Yeah. So the idea that you're gonna start at some grassroots level and build up some massive thing. Because by the way, leadership doesn't immediately come with residual income. You will work 10 times harder for 10 times as long to get other, you just will. Your dollar per hour will go down dramatically. The idea of trying to start what is already rolling. These guys who are doing this, like let's be honest, Adam Hergenrother and and Ben Kinney who are starting these platforms, these guys have been in this at a high level for teens of years. And what's gonna happen in the interim while you're trying to figure out what they did they are going to be pouring gasoline on what yeah. they've already done and they are going to sprint away from you, right? Like, I'm not saying don't start a team. I'm not saying don't try and fulfill your dreams. I'm saying like, if you think that this stuff is replicatable and you can catch up in some form or fashion, you're probably not, even brokerages can't yeah. figure out how some of these guys are doing it, right? Well, I mean, this is, this is the, the platforms are pound for pound more successful than a lot of brokerages. But right why now. would, yeah. when you say like, you know, don't start a team or, you know, why? Because, because I because I I think so many people go into it exactly like I went into it, right? Like you go into it thinking it's going to be some way to supplement your income. And the reality of it is leading and succeeding through others is 10 times harder than doing a hundred transactions a year on your own. Right. It just is. So let and me it's ask be you, way more expensive. When you said like, you know, supplement, is that also ego talk? It's a hundred percent ego yes. because here, here's the other flip side of it is uh, having so many conversations lately with people throwing out huge numbers when we're talking about partnership and stuff. And as much as I love that also 
for most real estate agents, you are not going to reach retirement through the selling and buying of individual homes. What you have to understand is every day you wake up unemployed and every day you go out and grind and you find another amazing deal and you do great for your clients. That is your bases loaded two outs in the bottom of the ninth grand slam. What you do as a job as a real estate agent is the most aggressive form of grabbing money that you possibly can find. It's also why the upside of it is endless, right? But the idea is to make as much money as you can from buying and selling houses to then take that money, call you two numb nuts and then say, hey, I got a hundred grand. How do I turn this into three million in 15 years? Yeah. Because that's the conservative move that's going to get me to retirement. Whereas most agents look as it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm selling a bunch of houses. I'm do- Fine. A, the more houses you sell, the harder it gets to sell more houses, the more balls you start to drop because the foundation of people that you're building expect to hear from you and you can't attend to them anymore because now you're too busy. That's the first problem. And then secondarily, who are you going to bring into your world that's going to be able to do it exactly like you do it, exactly the way you want to do it, and then is going to be willing to pay you their money to do that thing, right? Like it's just infinitely harder. And look, I'll blame brokerages for this. Brokerages come in and they 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 tell this story of just build a team or hey, just close three deals a month. Do you realize how just difficult it is to close three deals a month? That's not like majority of agents are not doing 36 transactions a year, no. but we paint this picture of it being so simple. And the real reality is it's just not. And and most people be better off and more profitable and happier and have more time yep. if they would just look at the people around them, find someone amazing to partner with, and then walk that out, right? What I would say and and, and look at a comparison, right? So everything we look at, whether it's in a brokerage, a brokerage is going to highlight what? They're top agents, right? So if you're top coming in and looking yep. at a Those brokerage- Those same top agents, so they're not providing mad value to you. Right, right, right. right. But- what they're doing is like you're 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 looking at a brokerage, you're looking at a team, you're looking at, you know, EXP, whatever that may be, right? You're what's being highlighted is the top of the top. Yeah. Right. That's already that's already there. And if you look at the percentages that the percentage chance of you getting there, if you really were to write that on paper, of you getting to what that top level person is, let's say is it is it greater or less than ten percent? It's so much less than ten percent. Less than ten percent. Yeah, right. Less. So or you go look at a, a a highly producing real estate team that's either got expansion or a platform, yep. look at their collective group of agents on that team. And if that collective group is, what was the uh, what was the agent's GCI? 141,650. If you, if there's, if those, if that's, let's call that your bottom. Yeah. If you think you know you're, you're at least as good or better than the bottom, then you're at 141,000. I mean, we can get granular that I can show you people in that room 
that sold four houses in their entire career over years. And then when they joined us, they're making six figures, yes. right? So that, that's that has a lot to do with them, by the way, not just us, but we give them the resources. So you have to check your ego. You've got to understand. That's where most people stop. Yes. You have to understand that, you know, brokerages and teams um, and, and maybe platforms because I've not interviewed them at that level. Yeah. But you need to look at the collective group and look at the bottom half. Yeah. If you're just saying, all right, I know that I'm better than the bottom half, right. then I should be making X amount yeah. or greater. Yeah. This is yeah. this is my this is my floor. Yeah. And my ceiling is way up there that I know that it's going to be it's going to take me a lot of work, but I'm going to make a shit ton of money. Yes. And just like a professional athlete, professional athlete doesn't go to try to become an owner right away. Right. They what they do is they take their disposable money, reinvest it, get side opportunities, which is usually in their world, you know, um, commercials and commercials, shit like that, endorsements. Car washes. Our world, car washes. Yep. <laughs> Our world, or now fitness equipment. It's all fitness stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. All, all fitness style. In our world, in the real estate world, it's partnering with people that can get you into real estate investments that are going to provide cash flow. Yeah. Because one thing that needs to be talked about more is that when you're at the top of your game, you're not picturing in five years when you're like, oh, what does your next five years look like? Well, I'm making a shit ton of money because I'm selling houses. Yeah. Right. This is going. This. Is going. So what happens if you get sick? What happens if a family member dies? Yeah. What happens if, if you can't work? Yeah, what happens if the future is just different? Yes. Yeah. What is COVID then, shows up? Then what is your income? You know? What does your income look like? Yeah. Oh, you only plan for the best because you're at the top of your game right yeah, now. You're living on cloud nine right yes. now. <laughs> yes. That's the conversations that that need to continue happening. And it happens at, at a platform, at a higher level on a platform because they've got the systems. Yep. They've got the scalability. Mm -hmm. They've got the integrator. All you have to do it's 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 so it's a dumbed down plug and play. Minimum of three. I know. <laughs> Sweet, I passed. But that is like statement and then a question because I actually I don't want to say blame, but I do think this is a symptom of the way the industry was sort of designed from the beginning is we paint this picture of what can be accomplished and we never really face the reality as an industry that most people, the vast majority of people don't really accomplish what is kind of set out as the mold of like what can be accomplished like we prop up the top top tippity top of what can be accomplished without ever recognizing the big elephant in the room that most people don't even make it six months to a year yeah. in this industry we don't, we don't look at the boneyard over here like any of that and then I, I guess the question is like what is it in your belief you're a massive integrator as well what is it that stops people from just I don't know, for lack of a better word, being like that. Here's, like, here's what it is. It's there. It's it's just a lack of understanding of what it looks like on the other side. And this is in this like the the cliched thing is there's levels to this shit. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Like, you just don't know what you don't know at every yes. single level. Yeah. It's not that people starting a team shouldn't believe in themselves. It's not that they haven't done amazing things and overcome difficult situations. That's nothing to do with that. It's that until you've done it and maybe even failed at it a couple of times yeah. and then seeing what it looks like on the other side of failure, you can't possibly know yeah. how much work it took, how many wires were under the table that you don't even know how they yeah. get back to the original source, right? Like, and, and, and again, and it, it, if you understand that, you know exactly what I'm saying. And if you don't understand it, you're who I'm talking to. I think that's right? why it's like so beneficial because you're hundred percent right. And I think it's so beneficial that the three of us never worked in the corporate world because mm -hmm. that's, you want to know why I'm a massive integrator is because I never worked in a situation where I ever 
like I never just followed a game plan and I never worked in an environment where if I screwed up, I got fired or anything like you guys remember this, like the reason like this is a great this is my favorite example of why this podcast has been successful, how our businesses have grown, like and just a great example of how everybody talks in October when they're making their business plan of all the things that they want to do in the next mm -hmm. year, but they just never pulled the trigger on. I think a lot of that comes from fear of failure and all that type of stuff. But like when we first did our, our first webinar, it was like how to take 10 <laughs> listings in a month. God, like you're talking about integration. We, we just sent out the invites to this webinar. We didn't even know how to make webinars yet. 300 no. people. Hold on. First of all, you yeah. know who they, Brian's the integrator on that. Cause if Matt and I were doing this, first off, first off, we were just left. Yes. I'd be like, look. <laughs> I'll send out a second email. Sorry. I'll send it an hour later. Like, sorry, technical difficulties. Did Brian we, not let us leave that room? Like, no. Brian was like adamant. We were, we're like, we should have done this on a fucking Sunday. We did it at like six o'clock at night, which in hindsight is the worst Sunday. time. Yeah, our Sunday. We were still using a free trial of Webinar Jam that was like limited features. And at like 5.58, none of the cameras worked. And we're just sitting there like, there was like 300 people signed up for this thing and we'd never done a webinar before. And the reality is if it failed, leave it, Jesse, we probably would have made some dumb post about, Hey, sorry about the webinar. We suck at this. Like that, like being an integrator is all about being comfortable knowing that a lot of the stuff you're going to do is going to be so terrible yes, at first know, and man. just being okay with it. And I think that translates so well to the real estate industry. Like if you could just be comfortable with really sucking at a lot of stuff and getting better over time, you could do pretty much anything in this business, I think. And and again, I don't I don't I don't talk to a lot of people like you know. In, in our own little world, we have some really amazing people we get talked to that have. We got our first Russian what? Click, first Russian clickbait comment that's on YouTube. Not even a good bot. I know. Put it up, Jesse. It's like, dude, that's like that's like the derpiest <laughs> freaking. They didn't even try. God, Panka Minyekska. <laughs> Figure out your troll and your son. Um, here's the thing is like, I think what's the, what's the hardest part about this and what was always really difficult for me that when I was in my ego about this and, and I've said on the show, you know, I sat down with Nick and where we were, but when I was an individual agent trying to, I wasn't a shitty individual agent, right? Like yeah. I could mm -hmm. sell some houses, right? I also put in a post yesterday, you know, our team did had some amazing numbers this year that is solely due to putting the ego aside and putting the and, and and putting on some humbleness a little bit and realizing that like I had no idea what I was doing at all. And I think all of this boils down to that a little bit, not saying that like you have to partner with somebody or you have to be humble to do big things. I think you can go further with people who are in alignment with you, who are trying to do the same things, who understand the goal. And for specifically for us on our team, that's what's kind of accidentally happened is that the the culture has created itself through having people on the team who are just bought into the same idea that is the hardest part about doing any of this not just on the team level but also on the brokerage level right like we sit here talking about brokerage and their difficulty you know there was a time when when i came to this brokerage and, and it was a lifesaver yeah. right like it, it was it was a life raft in a, in, a, in a real estate world where i didn't know what i was doing i still love everything about it 
I also don't need anything yeah, yeah. from that relationship the right. same way I needed it before. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not means they're bringing less value or more. It's just we have escalated and moved past that now. Sure. And But in order to get there, it started with breaking everything down and going back to be, Brian's told this story. Dude. Brian and I's partnership started over tears and beers, dude. Yeah. It wasn't like two dudes who were like, we're going to go fuck the wreck yeah. the world. It was two dudes like, I hate everything. My marriage is in trouble. <laughs> like, I'm not making any money. Yeah. Everybody thinks I suck. There was right? not like, a ton of excitement no. when we first partnered. It was a lot of fear. It was a ton of fear. <laughs> but through that fear, also, it leaves you super raw and super vulnerable. Yeah. And it, it, it lets the other person see you for who you are and what you need. And that doesn't speak to brokerages, agents, even real estate. It speaks to life. And if you want to do anything, the more, the more difficulty that has entered this relationship, yeah. the more it's drawn everybody closer together, right? 100%, and if you dude. can't recognize that that is a part of doing big business stuff, you're just focused on the like only one side of the coin and you, you just won't have as much success as you could. And, and either what ends up happening, right? So if you're in the platform, you're in a, in a high producing team, um, or, or looking to, to just join as an agent, either you're going to get left behind and you're going to deselect yourself, yes. or you rise up to the challenge, and you're going to do the work. You're going to increase your business, yeah. and you're either going to be maybe maybe more you know better fits, better yeah. in shape. You're going to have you're going to schedule more date nights. You're yeah. going to you're going to invest better, right? You're going to be better with your money, and so the level of conversation definitely increases. It's, yes, it's I don't know what the ROI of relationships is. All I it's know in, is it's, it, it's that is the no, thing. No. That's the point is when you are in the right relationships, you don't even ask, right? Like it just, it, it, my life is better because of the people who are in it. And I know through continuing to nurture those relationships and be who I am, more people who are going to advance my life in every way are going to come into it. So do we have to get each other Valentine's day presents? I kind of want I think to. we should. Yeah. Bro in time. They got Galentine's. Matching tattoos, I guess. Somebody, whether you're watching this live or later, what's what's the what's the male equivalent of Galentine's Day? First, I didn't even know there was a Galentine's Day. Do you not watch Parks and Rec? It's what you yeah. don't know what Galentine's Day is? Yeah, I, I thought show. that was a pretty Tattles. widely widely. Yeah, no. Can you imagine a software engineer being offered an opportunity by Google and they're like, I'm actually just gonna start jeffsearch.com <laughs> and like i don't think people will come to be like my database yeah somebody database. did it. it was called ask jeeves <laughs> <laughs> was that with you who was that with you when we went to ask jeeves yeah, I don't know. Know. still there yeah oh it's we did it on the there. podcast yeah i think myspace is still there well i think they've come back a little bit yeah yeah they're gonna come back you know that that dude's just like a photographer now tom he, he sold out made all his money he just Google this really fast as we wrap up. What is Tom from MySpace doing? He's living the, the life. Best yeah. life. Bro, understand. Mark Zuckerberg While has so much pressure up, on him still nowadays. What Tom, is Tom from MySpace doing now? It's literally bro, the first thing. First thing. He's just taking pictures of like the Pacific Northwest hanging out, bro. He's got it. He want to talk about who won winners and losers of the social media gold rush Dude, tom out. is a winner sold for 580 sold for 580 million if he did dollars. anything with that money nobody in his line has to work he's forever fine yeah. and he's the best kind of famous retired, i don't know 2009 what is that 12 years ago now if you saw 13? that dude at starbucks would you recognize him and bother him 
No, he's no. I'm actually super annoyed how famous fucking bangs are hanging out from under his goddamn hat. He looks like this is what he's doing. He's taking pictures of Hawaii. Oh, now he's on Instagram just taunting people with MySpace Tom. He's like, this is what happens when you sell your company for 580 mil. Still using his old MySpace. Just taking pictures of beaches and rubbing it in everybody's face. His Instagram handle is MySpace Tom. Well, he only has sixty thousand likes. Tom is now a travel photographer. So he started a fucking blog. Good work, yeah, Tommy. And he's shooting Dubai. Singapore, bro. Good, good for him. We got to go to Singapore. We do. That looks awesome for me. I want to go on that boat. A live uh, the rooftop? Thing. Yeah, a live show. Yeah, live show there. from the rooftop. Yes. Of the, I know what that hotel is. I can't remember. I looked it up one time. It's the big announcement coming on sticks. at Q1, and we'll go to Singapore. Exactly. There you go. Cool. I'm yeah. in. There we yeah, go. I'm in. Yeah. We'll celebrate. Next live event. Yes. Next, know, next, right? next tour live. <laughs> so, all right. Wrapping up. Go support our sponsors, MortgageMikeOfTexas.com. The best lender voted by us and and his wife. The important um, people. Yes. Yep. Um, you're gonna want to go. His parents do not endorse him. Though. No. No. <laughs> Old Bill Backer does not. Old Bill's like give a shit. Um, this kid's been fucking up since day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to get emails from Bill. He's a loan officer. Is he really? Is he really? I got, I got. I didn't know that. I was yeah. doing bits. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I used to get all the, his emails, Bill DeBacker's emails all the nice, time. Nice. So go follow Michael DeBacker. Morgan Second generation Mike. lender. That's right. Does he call himself Billy D? That's, I don't know. He's super shit. The Billy D. Morgan we're just coming Stanley. up with marketing ideas for all the debackers. Yeah. We're, we're helping Write all us our checks. Seriously, yes. man. We're yes. <laughs> so mortgagemarketofTexas.com. Be on the lookout for something big coming out with that one that's really going to help you as a real estate agent increase your bottom line without having to do any more work. Mm, I like that. Yeah. We don't want to do more work to increase our bottom line. Nope. Right? Um, and homewarddfw.com. I blanked out there for a second. <laughs> Fell asleep. HomewardDFW.com. HomewardDFW.com. Property, the best property management company in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, go check them out. Um, and you know, tune in tomorrow or uh, whenever you're listening to this damn show, go to the only real estate group worth being a part of on Facebook um, so that you can see if we're running any contest for the property management company. Heck yeah. Drop it tomorrow. That is January 5th, 2020. 26th. Wow. This year's flying Today's by, January 5th. Tomorrow's this year's flying by. Tomorrow. Yes, six yes, days yes, in already yes so all right um that's all i got i think yeah. that's it we went an hour today boys that's a long time yeah all right man well hey uh north cut i let a um i let a uh, uh website expire today so you can go grab that and uh jesse take us out baby <laughs> thanks for watching the show today make sure if you're watching this on facebook you head over to our group the only real estate group we're being a part of so you can watch the extended conversation if you're watching this on youtube make sure to like subscribe and hit that notification bell and if you listen on the apple podcast leave us a review we'd really like it so just do it do it do that over there go to this one and then go to that one thanks <laughs>